Guys of a Certain Age is brought to you by no one. Absolutely no one, except these dudes walking down memory lane. Now let's head to the studio to see what they misremember next. It's a special time of the week, at least for Art Nights, Guys of a Certain Age, the podcast about nothing. <laughs> That's right. Seinfeld ripped us off, although he did it 20 years before we did. But who, it doesn't matter. Right. It doesn't matter. It's Robbie Koblenz alongside? Art Shirley. Yeah, sorry. I kind of jumped into... It's okay. Uh, <laughs> That's never happened before, That's has never it? happened, yeah. And do we know where Jay is? Jay is at Jacob's graduation. Uh, I just came, graduation. I just came yep. from David's just graduation. Came from graduation. That's right. My oldest. How, how bad it. was traffic leaving Mississippi State? No, not bad. Apparently... Uh, the timing was just perfect because I'm sure had we done this 30 minutes earlier, well, I would have been bottlenecked. So what they've done is um, they're asking you, you know, your graduates will leave the stage. They will uh-huh. go outside. Please leave when you graduate. Really? Leave. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. yeah. So you have all this, the staggered exodus yeah. from the Humphrey Coliseum, which uh-huh. was kind of cool. So. so it cut some of the circumstance down. Yeah, yeah. Pomp, but maybe less circumstance. Less circumstance. <laughs> That's right. They only played pomp and circumstance for like six minutes <laughs> at the front end of it. Oh, <sighs> well, let's go. Yeah, let's go. Uh, All right. Yeah, and traffic coming in wasn't bad. I thought we'd have a lot of parking problems, but it wasn't bad. Yeah. Not yeah. that our listeners care, but some of them do. I guess some of them are still on campus. Occasionally. Um, there, are, there are a couple on campus, that's at right. least. So. And a couple who probably should listen who are on campus, that's but right. they don't. That's so. right. Not their target. No, they're not our target demographic. That's so. true. Uh, let's jump into Geeks of the Week. I saw something very interesting uh, that uh, Kurt Russell is being rumored to play Superman's dad, Jor-El, in the upcoming James Gunn Superman Legacy reboot. That's very cool. It really is cool. And this is the quote from Russell. He says, yeah, yeah, I'll take on Marlon Brando. I mean, there was something awesome about the way he was just looking around. I don't care that he was looking at his lines. He's crazy great to watch. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Kurt Russell really is one of the coolest guys ever. He really I think is. It'd be, and, of course, we, we would talk to him before we started. He played Peter Quill's father, you know, Guardians of the Galaxy, That's Star-Lord's right. father. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, he's used to playing the, the fathers of, of superhero people. So it, it just looks like, you know, James Gunn is just taking as many Guardian people no as he kidding, can. No kidding, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, so that's what, yeah. It worked for him, so I guess so. Yeah. But Kurt yeah. Russell is always good. I mean, that would be, you know, the, the Jor-El character, the way Brando played it, he just had this gravitas about him. Yeah. Regardless if he was looking at his lines or right. not, yeah. you know. But, uh, you know, he was top billing on that movie. He was, absolutely was, yeah. I mean, like, top, top, top billing. I think so, yeah. I think it was uh, Marlon Brando and then, um, uh, who played Gene, Luther? Gene Hackman. Gene Hackman, yeah. yeah. Just yeah. Did a complete blank. And then introducing Christopher Reeve. Introducing Christopher Reeve, yeah, yeah I think so. So, but, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, that was part of his cash grab there yeah, towards the end right. of, yeah. of, of his life. So, but uh, anyway, but I think Kurt Russell would be kind of fun as a jor I think he'll be really good. I'm getting more and more excited about this. I, uh, I think it I mean, it may be good. Yeah. Now, did you watch Shazam? Uh, not, no, not Shazam. Uh, Aquaman Lost Kingdom yet. Have you watched that, uh, the latest Aquaman, or have you the, tried to watch it? The, the Aquaman, is it out? Is it not it, on HBO Max? I thought it was in theaters. Man, coming to I, theaters. I thought it was on. No, it's coming to theaters. <sighs> yeah, I don't really pay much attention, yeah. Jay. If it's I, on HBO Max, I'll definitely watch it. But I think it's coming to theaters. Blue first. Beetles now on HBO. Max. Yeah, I did it's, watch that. It was fun, kind of Power Ranger ish. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, I may have to watch it. Is probably it, a little too long. Could have cut thirty minutes out of it. 
to make know. it 60 minutes long. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. cause Aquaman's coming out this, this holiday season. Right. So it's going to be curious. That's the last of the, uh, Pre- James Gunn. Yeah. 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 So mm-hmm. anyway, and they may keep Jason Momoa, but they may make him Lobo instead. Man, he would be such a great Lobo. He would Lobo. be a good Lobo. Yeah. I think he'd be a better Logo, Lobo <laughs> than or a Logo Aquaman. than Aquaman. I like him as Aquaman, but yeah, you could see his personality, his look fitting Lobo. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, all right, what you got? Uh, my sad news, Denny Lane, who uh, was once with the Moody Blues and is probably best known, at least to me anyway, who cares about anybody else, <laughs> as the only other regular member of the, the band Wings, with along with Paul McCartney and, and Linda McCartney. It was, it was the band that, that Paul started after he left the Beatles. He did a solo album first uh, and then wanted to start a band and kind of get back to the the early band experience. You know, they, they took the band, they put a band together, and then they toured around small clubs and would just pop in places people didn't know who they were. And they would just drive around in a van and do that. Well, Denny Lane was the only member that they went through several incarnations, several guitar players, drummers, and and uh, Joe English was one of his original drummers. Yeah, and who, uh, who went on to have a long uh-huh. Christian rock career. That's how. That's I know right. That. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and uh, but but Denny Lane stayed with them um, from the beginning of the thing to uh, the back to the egg, which is the last album that Wings recorded. And then uh, he did some solo stuff after that. But anyway, he passed away. He passed away this past week, which is also the week that we're celebrating what is arguably the best Wings album, uh, Band on the Run. It came yeah. out 50 years ago this week. So wow. Hard to believe 50 years yeah. ago. Yeah. yeah. So what, what's your favorite Wings tune? Oh, that's a good question. Uh, it used to be like Jet. I like Mull of Kintyre a whole lot, which didn't do well in the United States. And I didn't hear it until it was on a Greatest Hits album. Yeah. But, uh, but it's got to be, I, I think, hands down, it's got to be Band on the Run, though. Not really. Live and Let Die? I like Live and Let Die a lot, too. Yeah, I really like Live and Let Die. But Band on the Run is just really a kind of a complete song. Yeah. Um, uh, gosh. I mean, you know, it's really hard. Uncle Al- Albert Admiral Halsey <laughs> is great. That sounds very much like a song that he would have written in the Beatles days. Yeah. Oh, no. Hang on a second. It's, uh, it's uh, uh, what is it? Oh, gosh, dog. I, uh, you, the only two. Maybe I'm amazed. It's my favorite. So that's it. Oh, yeah. So that's a Wings tune. That's a Wings tune. Yeah. See, I always thought that was a Beatles. There tune. were some that I remember thinking were Beatles songs, and yeah. uh, that were Wings songs, and vice versa. Yeah. You know, kind of later days, especially you know when you're you know I was uh, nine or ten years old, I guess at that point, and you know you just heard stuff on the radio, and we didn't have any access to yeah. you know, some type of you know the only, worldwide web or anything. The but, only time you would know what the tune was if the DJ back sold it, right? Yeah. yeah, and a lot of times you just hear the middle of it, and then you know, especially if you're a small town, you might not even hear the whole song. Yeah, but yeah, maybe I'm, I'm amazed the live version is is my favorite. Gotcha. Yeah, but gotcha. all those, I mean, you know, like I said, I'm really a big fan of his his wings work and and Paul McCartney is still you know making albums so it's good stuff but what, Denny Lane unfortunately has passed away is what, no longer making albums <laughs> what about so he after wings uh broke up he went to the Moody Blues no no he was in the Moody Blues first gotcha. and part of the live set was he would do go now from uh, which was his song from the Moody Blues he would sing that and he wrote he co-wrote some songs with Paul McCartney Mull of Kintyre being one of them yeah uh, i think he co-wrote uh something from uh, uh, London Town I can't remember what that is, but anyway, some, that album. So he was he was more than just like a guitar player. Actually, contributed some stuff to. So he album. played on Nights in White Satin. I don't know if he was still around with Nights. I think that I think he may have been part of the Moody Blues when they were just starting out, 
and then may have left before the Knights of White Satin. Yeah. I'll have to look it up. Should have looked it up beforehand, but you know. Why do that? Why prepare? Yeah. Jay's not here. We don't prepare. No, there's yeah. no notes. There's, there's no notes. <laughs> yeah. That's right. So, yeah. all right. So, but uh, we were talking about this before. Uh, Denny Lane's not the only celebrity passed away this week. Uh, we also lost the brilliant TV creator, Norman Lear, and, and have decided to, I think a pay a bigger tribute to Norman Lear than we normally do. Yeah. Without Jay, we can talk all we want. So uh, we're going to come back. We're going to talk about the legacy of Norman Lear, um, what he brought to TV and how he's impacted up next. And we're back. No Jay, but plenty of art and Rob, we're going to talk Norman Lear. So uh, for those of you who are playing along at home, Norman Lear, uh, was one of the most influential TV creators and producers of the 70s and early 80s, but he yeah. kind of owned the 70s. Uh, yeah, I would say that's very true. Yeah. Um, he he died uh, last week as a record, or earlier this week as a recording this. Yeah. Uh, 101 years old. Was he 101? Okay. I knew he was like 100. Uh, I didn't know if he'd had his 101st birthday, but he was uh, born in 22. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. So he was, he so was, he made it to 101? Yeah. Yeah. He, he was part of a group that included uh, Dick Van Dyke, Mel Brooks, and Carl Reiner. And they would all get together and uh, and 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 still, you know, had fun together. And, and Got, Norman Lear was still working on projects. He was, yeah. and guys who could not get work today, yeah, you know, with, right. with the current climate, because especially yeah. those those Reiner Brooks productions. Yes, I mean, uh-huh. all the Mel Brooks movies and stuff. Yeah, there's mm-hmm. no way you could get Blazing Saddles. And you, made even, today. I mean, could all in the family have been made? Which was a Norman when probably I would say Norman Lear's most famous. Uh, sitcom that he produced, yeah. or or as it became known as Archie Bunker. Archie Bunker, we're going to watch that's Archie, right. Archie Bunker. Bunker. Yeah, so. that's right. Yeah. Well, here here's just a list of some of the stuff he produced. I just had it here. Let me see if I can pull it up and go. Wow. So all in the family. Well, he had a he had a show in '59 uh, called The Deputy that didn't do anything. Yeah, yeah. So. I figured he probably had had some some uh, shows before. Obviously, you don't just get to produce All in the Family yeah. out of nowhere, but yeah. But he created All in the Family, Sanford and Son, Maude, Good Times, and Jefferson, One Day at a Time, Mary Hartman, Mary Hartman. Yeah. Um, I'm looking at stuff that you might recognize. Um, different Strokes. Yeah, see, I didn't realize he did Different Strokes. And that's about... You know, there was Sunday dinner, which I can't remember what Sunday dinner was. No. I think uh, the ones you've mentioned are probably the, and there may be something in there that I'm not looking at the screen, but there may be something else in there. But um, I mean, but those, are, those are kind of the juggernauts. I don't remember the dumplings. Hot L Baltimore. I do remember Hot L Baltimore. Do yeah. you? Uh-huh. It was Hotel Baltimore, but the E had burned oh, out, that's so funny. it was called Hot L Baltimore. Uh, the Nancy Walker Show. Yeah. All the Glitters. Uh, Fernwood. Fernwood Tonight, Tonight was one of my favorite shows of all time. It was a spinoff of Mary Hartman, Mary Hartman. I never heard of it. Oh, my God. It, well, it was just, I mean, it was only in syndication. And at that time, uh, this was, would have been, we were still living in Long Beach. So this would have been 79, uh, 78 rather. And, um, it's, uh, it was a, a talk show and, uh, it became Fernwood tonight, then went on to become America tonight. But That's when here. it was Fernwood yeah. tonight, it was uh, great. And it was Martin, uh, uh, Mull and Fred Willard. And oh, wow. uh, Martin Paul was the, was the host and Fred Willard was the, you know, Ed McMahon type. Yeah. 
and they would have on local celebrities. You know, there were never any real celebrities, but there were people that from around Fernwood and they would come on and talk about it. And it was just a, a send up of all these talk shows. And Martin Mull was brilliant, as was Fred Willard. So kind of like the uh, Gary Shandling show. Yeah, but bef- long before Gary yeah, Shandling. Long before that. And, uh, and one of Martin Mull's favorite things that he said is he would talk to a guest and the guest would be talking and he would go, well, that's so very near- nearly interesting, which I think I have used that line <laughs> on this podcast before. So credit to him for that's that. But that was really good. But Mary Hartman, Mary Hartman. Do you remember that one? Uh, vaguely. Yeah, that was one that was kind of really pushing the envelope. I think he had gotten into syndication uh, at that point so he could do some things that were probably very tame by today's standards, yeah. but, you know, we're pushing the envelope of what he could do on network television. Yeah. Yeah. A couple others, A Year at the Top. Uh, a Year at the Top? A Year at the I Top. I remember the title, but I don't remember the show. At uh, all. America Tonight, um, After Different Strokes, Hanging In. Okay. The Baxters, which I vaguely remember. The Baxter sounds kind of familiar, yeah. Palmerstown, USA, and then AKA Pablo. I don't remember that one at all. And then... Uh, did he do Chico and the Man? Did not do Chico okay. and the Man. That he was, did The Powers That Be, which okay. I vaguely remember that. Uh-huh. That was like a 91, 92. So you yeah, had I do remember that. Yeah. Uh-huh. Powers That Be, uh, 704 Hauser, and then Channel Umpteen 3. Channel Umpteen 3. Yeah. Wow, I don't remember that one at all. Don't remember that one yeah. at all. So, but, you know, his, his... And All in the Family, I mean, a lot of those shows were spinoffs. Yeah. So, like, All in the Family was... Uh, Maud was spun off of All in the Family. Yeah. So was Sanford. I mean, so was uh, the, the Jeffersons. Jeffersons yeah. Right. And then Good Times was a spinoff of Maud. And so, oh, I didn't yeah, realize yeah, that. because uh, Florida had been uh, Maud's maid at the time. Gotcha. You know, at, you know this, uh, and uh, and then they started showing her family. Uh, so you know, yeah, just really, and and really, they shared a uh, commonality, and they were very topical, and they weren't afraid to address tough issues. Yeah, but they were all done. I mean, they were very different shows. Yeah, I mean, you know the. Good Times is very different from what All yeah. in the Family was. And very different than One Day at a Time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Which was, a, I don't remember if that was a spinoff, but I do remember we, that was probably one I watched more than the other ones. Good, yeah. Actually, Good Times and One Day at a Time, I guess I had to have a day in them for me to watch them. I mean, All in the Family I liked, but I was really probably just a little, even I was just a little too young to yeah. kind of pick up on it, but we would watch it, you yeah. know. But, uh, it, uh, but, uh, and we watched Maud, um, uh, I remember Maude in first run. Yeah. I, I remember all in the family, the later years, um, you know, and then, yeah. you know, of course it had, that had Rob Reiner on it. You yes. know, as meat meathead. Head. Yes. Uh, meathead. Sally Struthers. And, yeah. Yeah. Archie. <laughs> yeah. Well, Sally was the daughter. Oh yeah. 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 So Edith, Edith was, was, uh, was the wife. Uh, Archie. Stapleton. Yeah. yeah. That's, really, oh. that's really good. Wow. Yeah. We yeah. found your voice. Yeah. Now. That's what, yeah. That's good. Oh, Edith. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They were great. And, yeah, stay yeah. for yourself there, Edith. Yeah. Well, and one thing, I mean, Carol O'Connor was brilliant. Of course, this yes. was. And Carol O'Connor was 180 degrees from the character of oh, Archie yeah. Bunker. Well, and, then, uh, then he goes to play the lead and then he the nun. Night, the yeah. TV show, yeah, you know, yeah. Um, but one of the things I loved about All in the Family was the simple intro. Yes, it was just those two singing. Uh-huh. Those were the days uh-huh. at the piano. Just very, very, yeah. very simple. And Family Guy, obviously, you know, that's what they are paying homage to, or yeah. ripping off whichever way you decide yeah. to go. And that's that's the other thing too. All these shows, um, not only did they, you know. Uh, lay the groundwork for later shows yeah. because of the way they pushed the envelope and explored topical ideas. It seems like to me, 
Norman Lear represents the maturity of television. Yes. You know, you see Lucy and, and shows of that type as kind of the infancy of television. By the time you get to like the Brady Bunch and stuff, you're starting to see shows that are, are fun, entertaining, but, you know, only rarely a very special episode would rare address a topical sure. issue. And then by the time you get to All in the Family and all the ones that it begat. Well, um, so All in the Family addressed Vietnam. Yeah. It addressed race relations. Yeah. Um, you know, you had uh, George Jefferson, who was a dry cleaner. Yeah. You know, that was, I believe they were neighbors. Yes, to yes. The, uh-huh. To the, uh, uh-huh. to the family. And then he ends up, if I remember correctly, Jefferson ends up selling something and then yeah. moving on up. Moving on up, yeah. And to what, the Upper East great show. We probably watched the Jeffersons more so than anything yeah. else, just because, uh, to me, Sherman Hensley was so funny. Well, and the Jeffersons showed middle, upper class yeah. African-American family, yes. which had not really been That's shown right. yeah. at all. That's right. Um, Maude, I don't remember a whole lot about it. Maude was one that... You know, I remember we watched, but it was it was it was probably one I would appreciate more now than I did then. But yeah, it just was it it was is it wasn't one that hit with me as a as a, a teenager at the time. So I'm looking through here, and then just other cat- than ba- Adrian Barbeau being on there, who of course later went on to escape from New York, okay, Swamp Thing when she became John Carpenter's wife. So all in the family, you know the you know the catchphrase was Archie uh-huh. Edith. And then, um, you know, good times, dynamite, dynamite, Jimmy JJ Walker. That's That's right. right. In different strokes. What you talking about Willis? Yeah. Oh my gosh. I I mean, these are, these are part of the, you know, the the vernacular. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Of, uh, of our, our lives now. And, and some people may not even realize where they come from. That's right. That's know, right. But, uh, yeah. And I, like I said, I had I completely forgotten he did different strokes. Did he do Silver Spoons as well? No. Okay. No, it's interesting because. And he didn't I, do Archie's Place either, which was the follow-up to Oh, is that right? Yeah. So that was that was somebody else that did yeah. that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And Archie, you know, like you said, dealt with things. I mean, uh, there were, Edith was uh, was raped at one point, and that was a very, very serious oh, thing. Oh, I've forgotten about that. And then she died. And then, and then yeah. the way, because uh, Maureen Stapleton was ready to, to leave the show. She was afraid of being her contract. Yeah, her contract was. <laughs> I mean, there are pictures I've seen now of her in leather gear, like at Studio 54 with Alice Cooper, and you go, I know, I'm sorry, this just doesn't work oh, for me. Oh, yeah. wow. She was, yeah, she was a very different character from who she was. Very talented, very talented yeah. actress, but unfortunately she became Edith and really never could shake that. Yeah. And and even though Carol O'Connor, you know, um, was obviously identified with Archie Bunker, thanks to In the Heat of the Night, he was able to, I think, to to kind of to shake that a little bit. Yeah. And and Rob Reiner, I think, wisely decided that um, behind the cameras where his future lay, and, and thankfully he did, because now we've got another This Is Spinal Tap That's coming up. That's right. It's going to be so yeah. good. Yeah. I mean, Rob Reiner, if you think about, you know, Rob Reiner, he directed Misery, uh, Princess Bride, yeah. Spinal Tap, uh, When Harry Met Sally, mm-hmm. you know, all heavily influenced by Lear. Oh, yeah. You know, so. And, of course, he had known Lear since he was a kid, since his dad was Carl Reiner. Yeah. And, you know, grew up with him, you know, uh, you know, being around, you know, that. Can you that imagine influence. that childhood? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. That'd yeah. be something else. Yeah. That'd be something else. Yeah. So, um, just incredibly influential. Yeah. And I mean, again, 
Uh, so this is from Wikipedia. Before all in the family television sitcoms in the 50s and 60s generally portrayed white American family life as comfortable and avoided raising issues such as racial discrimination and the patriarchy. Yeah. Um, beginning in 71, all in the family openly discussed social and political topics of the day and became the country's most popular show for five straight years. Yeah, see, I was nine when it debuted. So that, like I said... Yeah. It was a show that was on, but it wasn't something that I really could have appreciated as much as uh, I probably would now. Yeah, yeah. But certainly, like I said, the influence, you see that their influence, you know, continuing. And, and things, like I said, even even from Family Guy and then uh, Sean Hayes from Will and Grace said, you know, Will and Grace never would have happened without Norman Lear. Yeah. You, know, you had to break that ground. You know, you had to break that ground first. Yeah. So, and he was still doing, like I said, he was. still doing stuff, but they had done these things. And I don't know if you ever watched them where they would um, do an episode of yeah. All in the Family yeah. or Sanford and, uh, not Sanford and Son, but um, I think it was, what did they, was, they I guess did it was the, the Jeffersons. Jeffersons. Yeah. yeah, that was the pairing. Yeah, yeah. so. I never and saw you would it. Have I wish it I would have modern, and that I'm sure you could find it somewhere. Yeah. But you would have it with modern actors playing the parts. And um, it was really, really good. I think Woody Harrelson played Archie Bunker. Um, I can't remember. That's, that's right. And, um uh, Marissa Tomei played Edith, and she was incredible. Really got the voice down and the whole manner. Archie! <laughs> if, if you had been available, I'm yeah, sure yeah, yeah, that you'd yeah. been able to play him. Um, so he was, um, in 2020, they were going to, uh, he was going to executive produce a revival of Who's the Boss. And, you know, at the time of his death, he was he had multiple shows in development, including uh-huh. a reboot of Mary Hartman, Mary Hartman. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, yeah, so... Uh, he executive produced a uh, documentary with Lynn Manuel Miranda about Rita Moreno. Oh, uh, yeah, but that's good. Yeah, so I just don't remember Mary Hartman. Mary Hartman. That Mary, much. I'm telling you, it was it was syndicated. It was on like at 10:30 at night. You know, it just was. I, I remember less about the individual episodes than I do, and because I don't think I watched it. Than I do about the influence it had and people talking about it. Oh my gosh, if you see Mary Hart, Mary Hartman, it was real almost, you know, scandalous thing to watch at the time. And like I said, I'm sure it's very tame now. Um, uh, says it had two seasons, but 325 episodes. Good grief. It was, it was very much done like a soap opera. Okay. I mean, I think it came out every day. Okay. And for 30 minutes and it was, and, and it was, I think it was shot like a, a soap opera, you know? So, uh, Wow. It's probably straight to tape. Yeah. You know, so. Yeah. That's most soap operas yeah. were. So yeah. I don't think there was a lot of post-production in it. No, it was probably switched live. Uh-huh. And uh, I mean, that's what you yeah. have to and do. And so if you think about it, I mean, I can't imagine how, you know, soap opera actors do it, you know, <sighs> because that would be just incredible. Even yeah. though, even though some of it is, you know, it, it it's takes, not very, it, it takes three, uh, it's it not takes, very credible. It takes three years to even get through a, a storyline, you know, but, uh, my Mary Hartman was, and they seemed like they would end on, uh, that kind of, you know, uh, somebody's character staring into the screen as some cliffhanger thing had happened. Be interesting to go back and see it. I don't know that I'd want to watch all 325 episodes, but I sure would. I wonder where you yeah. could find it. And Fernwood Tonight was a nightly show as well. Yeah. I mean, it was it was like it was shot just kind of like a regular uh, talk show. But uh, Sally Struthers, we always forget Sally Struthers. Yeah, Sally from, Struthers who played Gloria. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who ended up doing doing the um, correspondence school? Yeah, the, yeah kind of became an infomercial yeah. person for a long time. Yeah, she was also she did a lot of cartoon voices. She was the voice of Pebbles, I think, on Pebbles. Oh, and Bam, okay. Yeah. Um, it took place in Queens. Yeah, all the family yeah. did. So yeah, 
Awesome. Yeah, just just an incredible, mm-hmm. incredible legacy. Yeah, you know, obviously, anytime somebody passes, we're sad to think about them gone. But you talk about somebody that had 101 years and, and certainly did so much with that time. Yeah. Just incredible. When did Carol O'Connor pass away? 2001. Wow, that's a lot longer ago than I realized. Yeah. Archie Bunker's Place, um, In the Heat of the Night. Uh, I forgot he was on Mad About You. He was Helen Hunt's dad on Mad About really? You. Really? I had forgotten that, too. I always that, liked that show. That's a, That was a great, I thought great it was a really show. good show, too. Very underrated. Uh-huh. And you'll see Carol O'Connor in some movies, especially war movies he's usually playing, like yeah. some general or something. Yeah. Just pretty amazing. Mm-hmm. So... All right. Well, we got through it without Jay. And hey, we're about six minutes shorter than we usually are. Wow. So, okay. So, so Jay must be talking. We give him six minutes. Jay's or do worth we, six or do, to eight we, do we make fun of Jay for six minutes? It's a, a six to eight okay. minute window okay. of, of mocking yeah. and information. That's from right. Jay. That's right. Okay. From, our news resolution is to what? Continue to make fun of Jay? But take it down to four minutes? Maybe, maybe four minutes. Yeah. We'll, we'll reduce the, the, the Jay mocking time. Mocking Jay. Mocking Jay. Our Hunger Games plug. Yeah, that's it. Because we're usually hungry when we record this show. Uh, that's right. Yeah, the, the true right. Hunger Games. All right, guys. Y'all have a great holiday. We'll see you later.